Good morning, and thank you for tuning in. If you are looking for some weekly encouragement in addition to Life on Purpose podcast, I would invite you to head over to my website at amydebrick.com and subscribe there so you can have full access to my free resource library. You'll also receive my weekly newsletter. Stay informed and updated on all things, including my book launch coming up this spring and the upcoming Life on Purpose Summit. This week, we are continuing our discussion with insecurities with author Abby McDonald, and Abby shares with us the perspective that if we want to see God in the midst of our struggles, we have to change the way we look for him. I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to Life on Purpose podcast. Today, we are talking with Abby McDonald. Abby is a wife and mother and author and also speaker, but I'm excited to share her story today. And we're going to be talking about disappointment and how that affects women, you know, in all aspects of our life. You know, there's times where we just feel like we're just not enough and we have a tendency to kind of self-defeat in places that we really shouldn't be. So welcome, Abby. I'm so excited to have you this morning. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be here. I first just want to talk to you a little bit about your book, Shift, because I really think it's kind of a nice lead-in to this discussion. Immediately, that just the title, Changing Our Focus to See the Presence of God. I think so many times we get stuck. You know, we've got like those horse blinders on and we can't really, it's hard to change our focus. So tell me a little bit about what led you to write the book Shift and kind of what that journey was like for you getting there. I love that analogy you used, horse blinders. I think that that's such a good one. And really what led me to write the book was my own difficulties and experiences with trying to see God during these seasons of disappointment and disillusionment and also stories that I would hear other people tell me in conversations when they weren't sure if they misheard God or if they took a misstep somewhere and they thought that he was prompting them to take a certain leap of faith and they did it and they took the step and then life didn't turn out the way they anticipated. And I think that all of us go through that at some point in our lives and we all have certain expectations of what life is going to look like when we take these steps of faith because we're human and that's just how we're built. Um, But I think that oftentimes we put God in a box and we uh, have a certain path that we think that he's leading us on. And a lot of times God wants to surpass our expectations and he may lead us down a completely different path than we thought that we were going down. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, But I think that a lot of times it throws us off. And like I said, we just get disillusioned. And so that's really what led me to write the book is I wanted to explore how we can release some of those expectations just a little bit or hold them a little bit more loosely. 
and really see God during those seasons when we think, where is he? You know, what, what is this that I'm going through? I thought that I heard him and I thought that I was obedient, but nothing is turning out the way I anticipated. And so I really just want to encourage people during those those chapters of life. Well, I love that because I think it's really hard for women, especially to discern God's voice over their own voice sometimes too. Right. And right. so mm-hmm. when you're saying, and I just, I was just talking with a, a guest the other day and um, Ellie Worthington, and she was even saying, you know, she has to, she actually has a method of how she says, okay, is this my voice? Or is this God's Mm -hmm. voice? And, you know, typically our voice uh, trickles in shame or guilt or fear. And his voice is just the opposite. You know, it's it's wisdom, it's grace, it's encouragement, Mm -hmm. it's love. And it doesn't always mean, like you said, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the answer we would be expecting or the voice of the journey we would be expecting, but Mm -hmm. his always falls back to that. So I love how you Mm -hmm. kind of point that out of, you know, um, we get so hung up on that sometimes, right? Um, which kind of leads me to my first question for you, which is really, you know, how has disappointment in your own life has caused unwanted anxiety and fear at different times when, when those places that God has led you, are unexpected because they weren't necessarily aligned with what you thought you had planned. Right, right. Well, Amy, um, I don't know if you are into the Enneagram at all. Um, I actually was just introduced (laughs) to it um, within the past year or so. And I was like, what is this? You know, I never really heard of it or knew what it was about, but I'm a type six uh, on the Enneagram. And so sixes are very driven by security. Um, We want to feel a sense of security in our lives. And we want to know that we're on the right path, that we want affirmation, you Mm. know, that when, when we take a step um, and like I said, things don't turn out a certain way, then that can often make us feel like, well, what did I do? You know, what I I must've disappointed God in some way, or he must not be hearing me or what is going on. And so, yeah, there have been seasons of disappointment when I've had tremendous anxiety. Uh, One of them being when my husband and I took a huge leap of faith and made a cross-country move. And I actually talk about this some in my book, but I had lived the same place my entire life. I grew up in the South, uh, in South Carolina. And after I got married, uh, my husband's job uh, just let, let us to move. There, were, there was no opportunity really for us in the area where we lived. There was actually no opportunity anywhere near where we lived. Uh, He actually looked for over a year for a position that would be close by to the area we were. And it really just became clear that God was leading us to move and not, not only to move, but to make a huge move. And it was interesting because within a week of my husband putting his resume out on uh, career builder and monster and some of these search engine sites 
and broadening that search to where it could be viewable by uh, an employer outside of our tri-state area. Within a week, he got a call saying, I have a position that's open and I really think you would be a perfect fit for that job. And so my husband flew out there, took the interview. I was completely freaking out. Like, <laughs> you know, what, what are we going to do? You know, right. I don't, I, I don't have a job out here, you know, and we're talking about moving to a place where the cost of living is higher. Um, and I really, um, my faith was uh, like, not even, I wouldn't even call it a mustard seed at that point. I mean, it was really minuscule, but I did call out to God and I was just like, God, I need help. You know, I need, you know, confirmation. And so the manager that I were, I actually worked at Chase Bank at the time and the manager of my current position made a phone call out to Salt Lake and within an hour, I had an interview um, with a manager in Salt Lake for the exact same position that I was currently working in. Mm. Um, and so I received that confirmation that I wanted. Um, but then once we made the move, it was just one road bump after the other. I mean, it was really, I mean, we, we really had a hard time. Um, for the first month or so, because not only was the culture completely different in Utah than what I had grew up in, um, but we had issues finding a place to live. Um, once our uh, lease on our apartment, our temporary housing situation ran out, um, we had no place to live after that due to a miscommunication with the employer. Mm. And it was just, it, it was just this constant things kept coming up. And those are when, when I really started to question, because even though I'd had that initial confirmation after that, it was just continuous roadblocks. And so I really just had to, surrender that to God and say, you know what, God, you got us this far. And I don't know why all these things are happening, but I know that you're going to continue to provide because you've provided for us this far. And so, yeah, there were definitely moments of anxiety though. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I, I've grown up in the same small town, so I, I can feel your pain, just the thought of all of that yeah, moving right. and, and, uh, and just the unknowns and new community. I mean, it's not one thing you're talking about right. a thread of its career. It's, you know, yeah. And so, yeah. but I love that because it's like you did all of that. And in that season, and it's so hard when you're in the season of not knowing and uncertainty, but then mm -hmm. when you come out and then here you wrote this book shift and right. changing our focus to see the presence mm -hmm. of God. And, and it's, I always think it's comical for myself that it takes me so long sometimes to look back and say, okay, yes, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when you're yeah, in it, exactly. it feels like you're just like in a, you know, in a dryer or washer getting tossed around and you can't make, you know, heads or tails yeah. of what's going to be the next move. But then when you're out of it, and like we said, it doesn't always mean that it has to be a, a good season. 
sometimes the most difficult seasons bring the most joy, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the long term. But, but I love that. I love that you were able to kind of keep forging on. That's the hardest part, right? Is to not, yes. is it, rather than uh, just be defeated, you choose to surrender, um, which is yeah. you know, the whole message of my podcast is all about surrendering. And, and that has been my whole mission, but it's so much easier to do the other and just be yes. defeated. Um, right. Well, in your experiences, where are common places that you find women, you know, like yourself, just feeling defeated and disappointed? I mean, everybody's story is different, but I feel like there's always common, you know, across the board where women always just have those little uh, spots where they get hung up on. Right, right. Um, well, I think for me and for a lot of women I talk to, Amy, it's really just security and um, being secure in who God has created us to be and our own giftings and not comparing ourselves to others or thinking that we have to be some, like someone else. Um, I know that that has been the case for me and for so many people that I talk to and, and our day and age, it's so easy to compare ourselves to others, you know, because we constantly are bombarded with other people's lives and their stories. And a lot of times what we see is not an accurate depiction of what their life is because we only see the highlights. Um, Now there are, you know, some exceptions, some people are, are more open with, their, um, their messes, you know, and, um, their, their toddler that's having a tantrum in Walmart or whatever the case may be. But a lot of times what we see is just the good stuff, you know, and the highlights. And so we compare our lives to that, or we compare, um, our gifts or our talents to what we see someone else doing. And we think, well, we're somehow lacking and, uh, it can cause us to be depressed and disappointed. And um, we can wonder why somebody else is further ahead in the journey than we are when we've been working just as hard and just as long to get to a certain point as they have, but they're somehow further along. And, you know, that can have to do with their unique personality or their experiences. And it may just not be part of God's plan for us at that point or God's timing. And so I think that that's one of the things, and I talk about this more in my book also, but um, one of the verses that really encouraged me when I was going through a season where I was just constantly questioning and um, with writing, especially, and I thought that, God was asking me to, to write, you know, and, and to not only write, but write a book. And I obviously, like most writers do, I I faced rejection and I went through a long season of waiting and I really was just questioning uh, whether or not this was part of God's plan for me and whether or not I was just wasting my time. And there's this passage in Ephesians where Paul talks about how we're seated with Christ. And he uses the past tense of that verb. It's not something that's going to happen in the future, 
Um, you know, it's not something we have to attain. It's something that's already been done. And that really just struck me. And it made me realize that there's nothing that I can do to earn God's grace and God's love or God's approval. It's already been freely given to me. And there's something about really embracing that and accepting that um, that makes us feel like we don't have to strive so hard and to try so hard to um, make, make ourselves known you know, or achieve a a certain standard that we've set for ourselves. And we can really find joy in our ministry and the things that we do for the Lord, because it's out of a love and an affirmation that we've already received instead of trying to strive to receive it. And so that's, that really was a turning point for me. And um, something that I try to to give to others as well. Well, not give to them, but to express and to make them see that they don't have to to strive for it either. Well, and I think that that's a really important message because you're right. You know, we do see people's highlight reels, and you can't help but compare. I mean, I, right. you, mm-hmm. you, I think it's easy to say, "Oh, that doesn't bother me," and you know what? It yeah. might not. Um, consciously, but in your unconscious, right. it might, you're scrolling through. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're seeing people that are just maybe a little bit farther ahead or not even farther ahead, but maybe in a place where you wish you were. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you, you touched on a lot of important, um, truths. One is God's timing, you know, um, yeah. he's the one who prepares us, even though we are doing all the work and we feel like maybe we're, we are working harder than the next person if we're not at that next step or wherever we think we should be, he's using that for his own good. He's preparing us in the way we need to be prepared, not the way we think we need to be prepared for something. He's, he's the one who's laying it all out. And I think it's important to remember that we try to please others by what we're doing or what we think we should do when really he's already satisfied with who we are because we were created in his image. So he's already pleased with who we are. We don't have to jump through hoops or sell, you know, uh, you know, 5,000 books or have, you know, a hundred thousand followers for him to be satisfied and completed. Do you know what I mean? And so I think it's important to remember that because we do, you Mm -hmm. can't help it especially in today's right. society and getting caught up with all of that. Did you have a specific person? I know you said um, that that was kind of a turning point for you, but was there any one person that kind of helped you recognize your worth and not, uh, you know, continue believing the lie that, you know, who we are and what we do isn't still enough? Right. Well, um, there's actually another book uh, that's about that really dives into that more. Um, and it's called Seated with Christ by Heather Holloman. Uh, and that book really just um, made a huge impact on me. And so I actually reference it in my own book. Um, and in the chapter that I was referring to, there's a whole chapter in my book shift about our, our identity, 
um, and it's called You Have Everything Because of Him. And that's one of the things that I talk about is um, that scripture and how she drew that truth out of it for me. It's wonderful when you come across something and it just all of a sudden you have this epiphany like, oh. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. so, and most of the time I'm finding it, Abby, it's like, it's the most basic thing, but yet I, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, uh-huh. couldn't, couldn't see it or find it on my right. own. And, and I think that yeah. that's why, at least for me, women like you coming on this podcast, um, giving a fresh experience and perspective, that's where we grow, you know, um, mm-hmm. just like, you know, what you're sharing today, not everybody's heard before. And so not everybody's. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's uh, thought about looking at something that way. And so it's so helpful to be in community with strong Christian women that are okay to share the vulnerabilities at times and say, yes, I've, you know, I have fallen into that. I've fallen into doubt, insecurity and, and disappointment and all of that. But I, now I know the truth and this is the way that I got to it. So, right, um, exactly. I do. I really appreciate that. Well, before we leave this interview, I, I was wondering if you could offer some advice to other women, you know, to help them live their life on purpose instead of uh, fear in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think that uh, one of the things that we have to do, and your Amy, your podcast is all about surrender. And I love that because that is something that God has really been teaching me how to do really for the past decade. But I think that that surrender, we have, we have to do it. I mean, it's so key to our relationship with Christ, but we also have to remember that that's not a one and done type thing, that that is something that we have to do daily. And so first of all, really just come before God and ask him what, what it is that he has for you in this season, um, even just today and to be ready to receive that because sometimes it may look a little bit different than what we envision. And we talked about that at the beginning of the interview, but if it does look different to say, okay, you know what, God, Um, this not look exactly how I foresee and it may be a little bit hard and it may be a struggle, but it's in our struggle that we're forced to rely on him more and his strength is made perfect through our weakness. It says in second Corinthians. And so I think that it's in those moments um, that his power and his grace really shine through us because we're not able to do it on our own. And so I think that um, also living on purpose is once we receive that word for God, from God as to what he wants us to do to take the step. And I think a lot of times that's where I get tripped up is I want further affirmation. You know, I want further um, writings on the wall. And I want to be absolutely certain, even when I've already received the word from him. And sometimes he'll give it to us like that job interview I received. But other times, it's not until we take that step of faith. Mm. And then we see him start to move. But we have to take the leap before we see him move. And so I think that that is so key is really just trusting the word that we receive from him 
and taking the step. And that would, that would be the, the words of advice that I would give to anyone who is wanting to live on purpose. I totally agree with you. I think until you, until you take that leap of faith, sometimes you, even when you do hear his voice, your voice sometimes is louder than his. That was yeah. my experience. And so, he, I mean, he couldn't have put up any more signs or signals, Abby, <laughs> before yeah. I finally <laughs> stopped resisting and surrendered. But it wasn't until that um, moment then I could hear him clearly. And I, and I also appreciate you saying, because this is so true, and I say this all the time, and I won't stop saying it in regards to surrendering. It is not a one and done. It is not like, yeah. oh, I dropped to my knees. I surrendered. And now that's it. Um, you know, I'm good to go. Yeah. It is a daily commitment um, mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. I have to be willing to do every day with every situation that comes up. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. it's not easy. But all I can say is it is so worth it because it is so yes. freeing, um, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thank you so much, Abby. I, I am so grateful that you came on today. Um, I just loved everything that you had to say. And I would love the listeners to connect with you further. So is there a place that where you would recommend that they look you up or how, where would you like them to follow you? Sure. Well, they can go to abbymcdonald.org. And they can connect with me there. If you sign up for email updates, then I have a free gift that I'll send your way. And that's also where you can find information about my book, Shift. And I would love to chat further. Well, great. Thank you again, Abby. It was so nice talking to you today. It was fun talking to you. Well, we will connect soon. And um, I hope you have a great day. Well, that's it for us today. If this episode has impacted you in any way personally, I would love to hear from you. Please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose podcast from any of your favorite listening platforms. Next week, we're going to be finishing up our discussion on insecurities with author Laura Bailey. Laura and I discuss her book, Beyond the Noise, and I'm excited to have you listen in. In the meantime, don't forget to live your life on purpose. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and God bless.